This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, March 18th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. When President Obama took office, he pledged to close Guantanamo Bay, a prison for those indefinitely detained following September 11th. Two years later, President Obama has not only failed to close Guantanamo Bay, he's announced his own policy, setting the terms for those indefinitely detained. And if you believe that you as a U.S. citizen aren't affected by these policies, Big again, so says David Ritgers, legal policy analyst at the Cato Institute. The president does have the power to do this. Congress has sanctioned the detention of persons captured within the theater of conflict. And the executive order lays out, in spite of his earlier objections to the policy of military detention, uh, the uh, review boards to ensure that we're not keeping people that we're not supposed to be. Uh, It's unclear if we're going to be as... Uh, as nuanced at this as other countries. The Israelis have a six-month review mandated for their military detainees, but they also have an intelligence service that can gauge uh, whether those those people that they have in custody still have uh, the street credibility that they fear that they would go back and become leaders uh, on the battlefield. Uh, it seems uh, that we don't have quite that level of uh, understanding of who's who, who we have uh, and who still has uh, uh, credibility within al-Qaeda or the Taliban. Um, but he does have this power, and, uh, and this is a reversal of policy. So far, since uh, this policy was passed uh, into law shortly after 9-11, what is the history of these trials of detainees? Well, the Bush administration fought repeatedly uh, with the Supreme Court uh, over what the status of the detainees would be, the standards of review for their continued detention and their trial by military commission. Uh, the Congress has since provided the necessary groundwork for trial by military commissions uh, under both the Military Commissions Act of 2006 and 2009. but. Even at this late date, it remains unclear whether the commission system uh, will be whole uh, when it comes to trying detainees at Guantanamo. Uh, On uh, March 17th, the Court of Military Commission Review is hearing arguments on the appeal of uh, al-Balul, uh, who was the one defendant at Guantanamo who received a significant sentence. He was a propaganda uh, creator for al-Qaeda. He did not participate in his trial. He received a life sentence. But his the two main questions presented at his appeal are, uh, are the charges against him uh, a violation of the ex post facto clause of the Constitution? And secondly, uh, is a charge of aiding the enemy or material support, is that something that can be a charge that can be used against someone who owes no allegiance to the charging nation, to the charging state, i.e. a non-citizen? And depending on the answers to those questions, it seems clear that the commissions, uh, the, the you know, it would become a legal house of cards that falls apart if, uh, if those, uh, the answer to those questions uh, are, yes, the ex post facto clause uh, is violated by the commission charges, or uh, that these charges are only cognizable against a, a citizen of the United States. Uh, and since the raison d'etre of the commissions is to try non-citizens for these kinds of acts, this would essentially neuter them. Uh, so it's, it, Even now, it's still unclear exactly what's going to come out of the commission trials. Congress has attempted to sort of work its way around the various uh, decisions that uh, the Supreme Court has made uh, in response to 
the Bush policy on indefinite detention. What is their response now? Well, in this regard, detention is begetting detention. And the fact that uh, detention remains the continued policy in Guantanamo uh, has encouraged some of the uh, 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 more hawkish members of Congress to propose that military detention become the de facto policy for those suspected of terrorist acts, even within the United States and even if they are U.S. citizens. Uh, so in response to the executive order, we've seen a proposal from Senator John McCain and a proposal, uh, proposal from Representative uh, Buck McKeon from California uh, to make military detention the default policy by statute for those suspected of terrorist acts uh, uh, in connection with a force covered by the authorization for uh, use of military force passed after 9-11. So if they suspect someone is coordinating with al-Qaeda uh, and they plan to set off a car bomb somewhere in the United States, uh, then then that person would go to a military brig uh, and be interrogated by military personnel and be uh, be taken out of the normal criminal justice system, which has been very effective at prosecuting these cases and would create a number of legal issues. Uh, number one, you would have to have uh, uh, military personnel incorporated uh, at, at all levels of our counterterrorism uh, prosecution at the Joint Terrorism Task Forces all across the United States. So now we're, we're sort of chipping away at the principles underlying the Posse Comitatus Act, uh, keeping the military out of domestic law enforcement. Second, this creates the possibility that you're going to get a bunch of uh, evidence via interrogation that because it was uh, it was unmirandized, it was not a, a warned uh, uh, statement, that that will not be admissible. Now, normally, Miranda is not a significant barrier because the people who are taken into custody are either going to talk or they're not going to talk. But if you stretch that out over, let's just say, a month or two months of prolonged detention where they make a bunch of statements that are inadmissible and then they have a lot of time to think about it and then they get in touch with a civilian lawyer when they get kicked back to the civilian courts for prosecution, none of that would come in. Uh, so there's the possibility that you would have a bunch of unprosecutable real terrorists within the United States, which I think is counterproductive in terms of, of counterterrorism policy. Uh, and, and finally, I think really this is symptomatic of kind of a, um, a seepage of the uh, inextremist measures that are justified uh, within the, the uh, battlefield uh, combat theater context and those creeping into uh, the uh, normal routine response to terrorism. And I think that that is a negative sign uh, for civil liberties across the board. David Ritgers is a legal policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work on criminal justice in an age of terrorism at Cato.org.